Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So, kind of coming out of nowhere, I I just wanted to get this on the air because this was Joe Manchin. He's the Democratic senator that really keeps... Boy, he's the only thing that keeps Bernie Sanders' entire agenda from getting passed through the Senate and uh, us suffering under it. Joe Manchin, Democrat from Virginia, because he's in a very red state, but he's a Democrat and he um, and he thinks a little differently. But he said this. You know, let me let me throw this in real quick. I'd, I'd also salute uh, <laughs> Kirsten Cinema of Arizona for being a very True independent that. Democrat. She deserves some credit. Yeah, I, yeah, credit. So I always wonder about that. So do they get credit for being independent thinkers, or are they just doing what a lot of politicians do? If they want to keep their job, they have to do this. Joe Manchin, he gets if he was a Bernie Sanders Democrat, he he wouldn't be a senator anymore. So I, I never can tell if politicians are doing anything brave or smart or visionary, or if they're just plain looking at the polls and doing what the, you know keeps them in their their seat. Yeah, it's a fair question. It's hard, hard to, to say. Tell. But anyway, Joe Manchin said this about the whole climate change, global warming, you know, electric cars, everything on uh, one of the talk shows this weekend. My concern is basically being realistic and being practical about what's going on in the world. Within the next 10 years, 90 percent of pollution is going to come from one continent, Asia. And China is going to have 3,500 coal fired plants. In America, they make you believe we only have 504. There's 6,600 operating, they're building another 1,063, none in America. And they're telling, make you think that, well, if you get rid of all the coal-fired plants, it, cl- cl- it basically solves the pollution. It doesn't. Well, it's, it's a big signal to the rest of the world. and The rest just... of the world's not going in that direction. We're the only country. If we get out of the fossil business, there will not be any uh, R&D, research and development. We have $12 billion for carbon capture sequestration. If you don't do that, you're not going to save the climate. So those are the two camps on this whole thing with global warming. And I'm sure as hell glad Joe Manchin, who happens to live in a coal state, um, uh, feels the way he does about this. Some of you think, well, we need to be the leaders. We need to lead on this by, okay, now I'm throwing in pejoratives, destroying our freaking economy um, uh, by going electric cars and all that sort of stuff. China doesn't give a crap. India doesn't give a crap. And as he just said, it the ninety percent of it's going to come from other countries. So it's not. We, we aren't even going to make a dent in global warming. But some of you believe, well, we need to be the leaders, and we'll convince other people it's the right thing to do. I think you're you're completely unicorn riding uh, the, the five year old on this. And you hinted at it, but to state it explicitly, we've also returned to dependence on some really malign foreign powers for our energy. Which yeah. that sucks. I, I, I heard a guy on NPR the other day, and he was make he wasn't trying to make a conservative point. Is it conservative and liberal on this stuff? Maybe, but he Maybe. wasn't. Be I just I, to me, it's realist and, and yeah. unicorn rider. He wasn't trying to make the Joe Manchin point on this about electric cars, but he was. He was making the argument that most electric cars in the country, California is the only exception. And California, by the way, if you don't know this, can't keep its electricity on if it's windy or if it gets too hot. 
If it gets too hot, we don't have enough electricity for everybody. We have to buy it from other states, and if they happen to be hot too, we don't have enough. So the the, the one exception about electric cars, you know, is got a giant asterisk next to it. But this guy in NPR was making the point that look, people feel good about themselves driving electric cars in various places in the country. They are an, they are no better for the environment than the gas car. And he went through the examples of how the coal needs to be burnt to make the electricity for the electric car to work. You know, we've jokingly called electric cars coal-powered cars, because they are. Only in California is that not true, but California can't even keep its lights on. So, you know, that's not setting an example that it's doable. If they suddenly were to triple the number of uh, electric cars sold in California, that would enormously tax the grid that would be a serious problem and and you know i don't know just like i say it's about realism uh, you know it's funny in a, a similar vein i just came across this article from the wall street journal listen to this and i'm not a cynic about fossil fuels uh, and and renewable energy i'm a realist now we're gonna have to stop driving gas-powered cars it'll happen um uh, but they're going to have to figure out the whole coal-powered electric car thing. That, that, that's that got to be solved. Probably nuclear. I think that's the best way to go. The, the funniest example of that sort of thing I've ever come across is solar panels. It's it's unintentionally hilarious. It's tragifarious. It's, it's tragic. It's hilarious. And I'll tell you about it in a second after a quick word from our friends at Simply Safe. Uh, Chad and Eleanor Lawrence designed the first Simply Safe system in their kitchen because their friend had gotten their home broken into. And they were struggling to find a security system that's simple enough to set up and use and not like incredibly expensive. So they invented Simply Safe, which has now won all sorts of awards for being simple, yeah, but effective. Oh, and they've got great people too. Yeah, they're salesmen out there from other companies that are going to try to convince you that you need this really expensive complicated system and five workmen are going to come to your house and wire up the whole place and everything like that no simply safe has won all kinds of awards as being the best security system out there but it's super simple to set up you just go to simplysafe.com slash armstrong you click around and customize it for your home ordered it comes to you you set it up yourself in 30 minutes and then you've got the contact with fire burglary medical emergency help and help setting up the system if you need it. They're always there for you. Visit simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Customize your system. Get a free security camera. 60-day risk-free trial. Nothing to lose. Go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Use that code to get that free camera. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. All right, so here you have it. It's the unintentionally hilarious situation with solar panels. Solar panel installations surging in the U.S. and Europe. Western countries are seeking to cut their reliance on fossil fuels. Here's the funny part. China is by far the world leader in solar panels. Did you know that the industry of solar panel production is incredibly energy intensive and the vast majority of that energy comes from carbon dioxide belching coal burning plants in China? China! So it's kind of like the how much... uh, you know, bad stuff happens has to happen to make the plastic bags at the grocery store that right. keep you from using the paper bag that would be cutting down trees. There's a hole in the sky once a tree once stood. Somebody's making money. Do we have it? Come on, stand up on your feet. Everybody sing. Everybody. So, 
Yeah, it's very similar to that. Concerns are mounting in U.S. and Europe that solar industries' reliance on Chinese coal will create a big increase in emissions in the coming years as manufacturers rapidly scale up production of solar panels to meet demand. That would make the solar industry one of the world's most prolific polluters, analysts say, undermining some of the emissions reductions achieved from widespread adoption. Could be it's a net negative, (laughs) at least for now. (laughs) So again, yeah, I I agree. You don't want to just come off as a knee-jerk, cynic... There's no way to improve on 20th century ways of powering things. No, of course there are. But you don't want to be a knee-jerk unicorn-riding idiot either in that solar and wind are automatically good or carrying your cloth bag to the store is saving trees when they do you know, the math on that and figure out, no, the amount of water that needs to be used and the electricity and everything to make the cloth bag is actually worse than the tree you cut down because there's a hole in What's the sky. What's that hole in the sky where the tree once was? Somebody's, Somebody's making, making money. money. There's, a, there's hole a hole in the sky, in the sky where, the where the tree once was. was. Somebody's, Somebody's making, making money. money. On your face. Nice. Um, but but there's all kinds of to think these things through. I guess that'd be my only point. Our only point. Make sure you think these things completely through, so it's actually a benefit before you start denying people the right to have a plastic straw or a, a paper bag at the grocery store or force us into electric cars or whatever. Well, what's especially frustrating is a guy who roots for the United States and and her people to have jobs, for instance, and to continue to lead the world. It's not coincidental that China leads the world in solar panel production. And, oh, by the way, they do a lot of coal-fired electrical plants. No, their use of low-cost coal-fired electricity has given the country's solar panel manufacturers a competitive advantage, allowing them to dominate global markets. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. That is incredible. So that We was, can make your panels for you 20% cheaper because we belch filth into the sky. It's a deal. But that's really the point the lefty was making on NPR. And again, he was making my point. He had different solutions. Was that forcing all these car manufacturers into electric cars to make electric cars that the public doesn't want, by the way. Um, unless you come up with a, a solution to where the electricity comes from, we're not accomplishing anything. Let's see. Scientists say installing Chinese-made paddle panels almost always result in a net reduction over time because the panels are usually replacing electricity generated from fossil fuels, uh, but it's several years before it offsets the emissions. So uh, you, could, you could make the argument it's still a net positive, but it takes years. Oh, by the way, the uh, Biden administration, part of that, it's it's a trillion dollar, it's $550 billion in new spending, but the infrastructure plan, I think they were spending $50 billion on tens of thousands of charging stations across the country, whether they're needed or not. Because, you know, the, the, it's uh, it's not a chicken and the egg thing. You're not going to get an electric car if there are no charging stations anywhere near you. So they're trying to gin up the uh, popularity of electric cars thereby. Um, one Well, we got a lot of follow-up comments we could do, but people are continuing to comment on the text line on the topic of showering at school or not, and, and Joe and I grew up in a time where everybody showered after gym class or uh, sports or whatever, everybody in a room together, big room, full of guys showering. Didn't but they- I have seen thousands of naked males. That's true. Wow. I did say that earlier, wow. and it is true. Oof. And uh, never thought twice about it, and now nobody does, and I mistakenly told my son, I need to. Like, I should text him this morning. He probably laid there in bed awake all night long. I, I'm never going to be able to do this. 
I told them that, yeah, of course you'll shower. And I was wrong. Mm. They won't be showering. But anyway, we got this text. This isn't why it changed, but this might be why it has to stay changed in that kids don't shower in a big room together at school. Can you imagine your sons or daughters showering in PE in the age of phones? If phones existed the way they do now when you were young, you wouldn't have showered either. Oh, it takes us one kid, and you got naked pictures of, you know, either to make fun of somebody or... uh, you know, whatever reason, you know, how the kids are, those pictures would be everywhere. Brutal. Not to mention the question of who's showering with who based on the 54 different genders or oh, whatever right. the, the current count yeah, is. You avoid that whole problem. Yikes. Well, so Boy, gotta, the modern world's effed up. So I got to pick up <laughs> to my sum it up. I got to pick up my son all stinky from football practice and have him ride in my car. Maybe I'll strap Durr. him to the top like a Christmas tree. Can you hose him off? Yeah, I'll do that. I'll just hose him off. That won't look weird. Yeah, bring uh, you got those big horse tanks. Can you haul those around? Yeah, I'll just hose them off from all the other parents. What are you looking at? Uh, Text line is still 415-295-KFTC. We have two major fails that happened at the Olympics yesterday in one day. Two of the biggest fails in the history of the Olympics. Wow. (laughs) We have for you next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This is the most difficult dive, by the way, of the entire competition, 3.5. This dive could be spectacular. She's got all the makings of a gorgeous 3.5. Oh, no! Pamela Ware. It's a failed dive. I am going to say that I am very proud of myself. I was so ready for this competition, and... I made a mistake. So she she crafts the most complicated dive, highest skill level of any dive in the Olympic competition, and then just jumps feet first in the water. So I could do that. I could. Oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to jump. I'm going to twist 15 times. I'm going I'm to. I'm going to put on an entire tuxedo, then take it off. I call it the Black and Decker. <laughs> and I'm going to set myself on fire and land in the water. Pinky toe first, and then I just <laughs> the most amazing thing I call it the aristocrat. It's the most amazing dive ever, and then I walk out there and just jump in feet first. She's a Canadian, by the way. Canadians can't even jump in the water right. They just put the whooping on our uh, the girls' soccer team. Oh, that's hey, right. Oh, so I just watched it. She actually leaps up and down on the board quite gracefully a couple of times, but for some reason, when it comes to that big, you know, that final push, she just says no, and <laughs> just kind of jumps in the water. <laughs> That's kind of funny, but I don't I don't know if that's better or worse than this one. Same day, two Olympic fails in one day. Ukrainian shooter blows Olympic medal chance by hitting rival's target. <laughs> Here's a quote from the poor guy. He's ranked second in the world, by the way. So it's not like, you know, he's new to this or anything like that. Um, So he was expected to medal. I shot into someone else's target, the 28-year-old fumed, according to Reuters. I'm not happy. Who shoots into someone else's target? Only people like me. <laughs> what does that even mean? Wow, he's pissed off. <laughs> he's, he's taking the Jack Armstrong approach, beating yourself up. Who does something that terrible? Only me. <laughs> uh, he blamed the mishap on a wardrobe, malf- f- malf- wardrobe malfunction. 
Uh, Justin Timberlake grabbed his jacket and pulled it down over his boob. No, what happened was uh, the button on my jacket came undone and I felt some discomfort, but time passed and I had to make my shot so I didn't notice that I was aiming at someone else's target. (laughs) Wow. Wow. I don't know if you've ever watched this sport, but I mean, the difference between gold and last place is like four inches. Uh, yeah. You know, they're all really, really good at it. <laughs> it's a completely different So his target. button was unbuttoned, and it was uncomfortable, so he... Uh, again, okay. quoting the U- Ukrainian sharpshooter, who shoots into someone else's target? Only people like me. Poor guy. <laughs> wow. He he should start dating the, uh, the, 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 the diver who just jumped feet first <laughs> into the water. Oh, no! It's a vile dive! She got a 0.0 because to dive, you have to go head first, so she didn't even dive i mean she could have oh. done like you've been able to do since you were 10 years old just dive in with your hands and she's nice got a swan dive or something and she would have gotten something yeah but feet first gives you nothing yeah yeah it was funny was uh, having just watched the video she jumps in with like her hands out like to break the water so she doesn't go too deep or anything it's a very little kid thing to do oh god they should have given her a tenth of a point for jumping up and down on the board i couldn't do that I'd panic. I'd fall off. I'd hit the. I'd probably break a leg. What? It's it's the low board though, right? Or is this the high? This isn't the. No, the, it's the low board. But she she you know trots down like they do. She leaps up, then leaps up again, is way in the air, oh. and it was that final super crazy high push that she abandoned. And she just landed. But the first water. couple of jumps went pretty well. <laughs> I guess that doesn't count. Checking I, with the judges? No. Uh, track and field is really picking up this week. I hope nobody hurls a javelin into the stands. That's the only thing that could... Uh... Wouldn't hit anybody. <laughs> oh, it's true. There's nobody there. Yeah. There's nobody yeah. there. Oh, I watched beach volleyball with my wife last night. Mm-hmm. And we agreed. It's a fun sport. They don't need to be in underpants, but uh, it's a fun sport to watch. Uh, spoiler alert here. If you actually want to watch the Olympics, Simone Biles got a bronze in the balance beam, bronze. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We are losing the grip on public safety, and we have to respond immediately and treat this like the crisis. Uh, That it is. Brooklyn Borough President and Democratic mayoral candidate Eric Adams in North Corona, Queens, condemning the suspected gang-related mass shooting on 37th Avenue that left 10 injured there Saturday night. Adams' comments coming just as another suspected gang member was arraigned for shooting an NYPD officer struggling to disarm him in the Bronx. As Chicago says, hold my beer, I'll show you violence. Terrible violence in America's cities, uh, skyrocketing crime rates, and... uh, couple of stories out of Seattle where they have just the, the police force is at a fraction of, of what it was. I mean, it's a significant fraction, but they've lost hundreds and hundreds of officers and they can't recruit anymore. And then story out of Portland. And, and you know, I don't know. It's so frustrating. Nobody wants to be an ass clown, do they, Jack, in your opinion? I don't think so, no. Nobody wants to be a fool. And yet, as the whole defund the police stupidity was happening, as the whole rioters were shining lasers in the eyes of cops, spraying them with bear spray, battering them with rods, and then committing acts of arson and and, and looting and damage and vandalism, pulling down statues, the rest of it, and then nobody would ever prosecute them. 
You know, they'd get a slap on the wrist at worst, and the police felt completely unsupported. You could punch a cop in the face today and be on the street tomorrow in Portland. And the cops were just, they were begging the city and the the idiot mayor to pay attention. Punching a cop is a horror when they're just trying to protect a federal building. Why it's only a horror if Trump supporters punch cops in front of the Capitol and not a horror if Antifa punches cops in front of the federal building in Portland? I have no idea. Yeah, that's uh, an excellent point and well made. So anyway, at the time, we and, and people like us were, were saying the obvious, and it's obvious to you. I'm not patting us on the back. It, 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 actually, it's it's the opposite. It's so freaking obvious. We were saying, look, if you permit lawlessness and violence, you're going to get more of it. If you don't support the cops, the cops are going to leave on you. And then they made the, the idiotic move in Portland of dismantling that anti-crime task force because, well, they were disproportionately in minority number hearts. Well, that's because, you stupid idiots, the crime is disproportionately in minority minority neighborhoods. So anyway, that brings us to today, where leaders in Portland, Oregon, formerly one of the great cities in America, they're looking to combat the city's rapidly rising homicide rate by resurrecting the police unit focused on gun violence. That one, who saw that coming? Everybody did. Literally, everybody saw that coming, except you woke idiots. But, after a year of growing tension within the department, they can't find enough cops to join the force. Nobody will do it. Some 14 job openings were announced in May, and only four police personnel have applied to work with the new version of Portland's gun violence reduction team, which was shut down last year amid long-running protests seeking racial justice. Oh, the, the, that's what the protests were? Nobody's been assigned yet. Portland officers say such positions once considered considered prestigious, you'd fight to get one on one of those uh, squads. They're now less desirable given the increased scrutiny of their companies. Sure, though. this is going to be a problem nationwide. A job description, by the way, if you'd like to apply for this. Says qualifications include the uh, the ability to fight systemic racism. Oh boy, yeah. Wow, that's I'd be out at that point. Oh, okay, if that's in the job description, I mean, if you're looking at it that way already, forget it. We need you to go out into the night and find guys with guns while you dismantle systemic racism. Whatever that is. Yeah. Yep. Jamie Rash. Jamie with an I. Assistant Chief of the Portland Police Bureau's Investigations Branch, acknowledged that morale is down in the department. As she said, criticism of the old unit, uncertainty surrounding the new one, its relationship with the relationship with the Oversight Committee of slowed applications. Homicide rates rose 24% in a sample of 32 American cities in the first quarter of the year. Uh, now, the rates are low, are below the peaks in the 1990s. But, folks, again, if you've been paying attention, as we've tried to explain to you, these things move in waves. And the, the, you have all the criminals in prison, and there's no crime. So you think, why do we got all these people in prison? Why are we supporting the police? We don't need the police. The police are mean. And so you, you, you counteract all those policies, you reverse them, all of a sudden you have skyrocketing uh, crime rates, and then you, you start supporting the police anymore. Uh, with 53 homicides so far this year, Portland is on pace to surpass its all-time high of 70 in 1987. Well, if there are 53 already this year, it ought to surpass them pretty quickly. I hope it doesn't, but it will. 
Nearly 20% increase in resignations, 45% increase in retirements from April 2020 through March 2021. They have de-personneled the police in Portland, and the result is a disaster. Yeah. Well, friend of the Armstrong and Getty Show told us in person that uh, he retired recently, and he said he, he didn't realize how much stress, as a cop, he didn't realize how much stress he was feeling after the whole George Floyd defund the police stuff uh he didn't realize the pressure he was feeling until he retired because just you I mean you were you, any day you knew that any encounter you could end up being a household name or uh you know on a youtube video or something even if you did absolutely everything right absolutely i mean there are a number of these high profile cases like the michael michael brown case that is still cited all the time by the race hustlers and the blackmailers as an example of uh um, inappropriate police violence when it wasn't at all that cop did everything right um, and, and some of you, I can even hear the arguments formulating <clears throat> in your heads. You're shouting at the radio. Well, so are you okay with what happened to George Floyd? Are you saying all cops are good? No, of course not. Of course not. But there's appropriate oversight and criticism of police. There's appropriate enforcement of civil rights. And then there's the way overboard, unicornian, idiotic, progressive Portland reaction. To police issues where you encourage lawlessness for 120 nights in a row in the name of some vaguely connected notion of racial justice. What? That's that. That's the craziness. Making sure only good cops are cops and getting rid of the bad ones. We're 100 percent with you on that, as we've said a million times. Couple of big celebrity birthdays this week. The biggest Barack Obama. Turns, Obama turns 60 and is having a giant birthday party at his uh, 20-some acre estate on Martha's Vineyard. About 500 guests, and uh, I have no problem with it, uh, but if it were Trump doing exactly the same thing, it would be ripped apart by the media. Of it's look, a super spreader event. It's definitely going to be a super spreader. Not to mention the look at the rich and powerful on his mansion and estate and everything like that. When Barack Obama does it as a lifetime public servant, it's just... Fine, but whatever. That's just the way, way it works. Uh, the other celebrity birthday, Tom Brady turns 44 today. 44. 44. And is still going to play in the NFL. Did you, have you seen that video? I tweeted it out uh, yesterday. Is this real or fake? I assumed it was fake, but it's not clear how they faked it up. But it's pretty cool. Um, we should link that at our website at armstrongandgetty.com. Um, do you know how they did it? How, how What's the CGI or what's the... Well, sometimes you can t- see the trick, but I couldn't. Well, you're talking about the video in which uh, the the ball machine fires the ball at Tom Brady, then he fires it back over and over again, yeah. so perfectly it wedges back in the ball yeah. machine. I I don't know how they do that. Um. Anyway, uh, also tweeted out a picture of our camel. Uh, I said, "Who else comes home to a camel at the end of a long day?" Yeah, you have a camel. <laughs> I have a camel now. Yeah. Where'd you get a camel? The camel, camel store. Camel store. Yeah, sorry. Camels are us. Had it <laughs> delivered by Amazon. Um, <laughs> I searched for camels. It gave me, you know, uh, roller skates. But then if I <laughs> went down past the sponsored ads, I finally got the camel. And then I ordered one. I wanted it drone delivered, but they're not going to do that anymore. Switching gears to another story. Amazon's drone delivery team is collapsing and uh, falling apart for the very exact reasons that I wondered about when we first heard about drone delivering packages. All of a sudden, they're saying, 
well, the FAA won't give us clearance, and we can't figure out how we're going to do this, and we can't figure out how we're going to do that, and we don't know how this would work. Yeah, all the very questions that I, as a dullard, asked, well, how would that work? Well, it can't work. So they're they're giving up on it. It's just, it's undoable. Was the whole thing just a publicity stunt? I don't know. Well, they had hundreds of employees, but a lot of them are quitting because they say the program doesn't seems to be directionless, and it seems to be falling apart, collapsing mm. inwards, according to a report. Um, uh, they, they were planning to have a, uh, a drone army, drone air force, <laughs> army, a drone air force there at Amazon that would deliver packages in 30 minutes or less. But then people started asking the obvious questions about FAA regulations and crashing and, and not dropping the packages on people's heads and flying uh, into my head, uh, right. all kinds of different things that seem like the obvious problem. And so it just kind of gave up on the idea. So don't expect that to happen anytime soon. And then on a serious note, just to get this off my plate, I put all these stories on a plate for some reason. Um, have you seen the video of a thousand illegal immigrants under that bridge in Texas? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was astounding. Being held by border control agents under a bridge near a southern border town in Texas. They don't exactly know what they're going to do, but they're probably going to end up being put on buses and sent around the country, I guess. And they continue to surge in by the tens of the hundreds of thousands. Yeah. Millions, ultimately, this year. COVID it's going to be not, literally a few million people. COVID or not, criminals or not, someplace for them to live or not. And there's just very, other than Fox, it gets no coverage. Fox and the New York Post. Outside of that, nobody's talking about this. Oh, yeah. You know, I was talking to some folks of English origin, and uh, they had some friends who wanted to come visit them, and they were talking about the hell they had to go through to get into the United States, proving they don't have COVID. You got to have, like, one test when you're driving to the airport, then another, another one as you're walking up the the jetway to the plane. I mean, just incredibly rigorous standards. And then you got hundreds of thousands of people pouring across the border on the south. Maybe they got the COVID. Maybe they don't. <laughs> Nobody's asking. Just crazy. Although I guess the Biden administration is continuing to uh, hold people based on uh, COVID uh, concerns and saying, no, we're not going to turn you loose into the country anymore. You might have the vid. Uh, and, and critics on the left are very angry that they're sticking with that perfectly reasonable, common sense Trump uh, policy. Got a really stupid woke story for you with a professor bending over backwards to apologize for the phrase when a woman is pregnant that he unfortunately uttered in a classroom on your knees coward on your knees and beg forgiveness from your overlords that and a couple other of those stupid examples for you on the way steph curry of the golden state warriors is donating millions of dollars to try to get more black people involved in golf gotta have a cause fabulous an interesting cause of all the causes out there i worry about foster children or maybe you worry about global warming or maybe your cause is not enough black people playing golf Brothers and sisters, I'll see you on the first tee. You're more than welcome. Let's let's get it sure, on. Absolutely. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. That's what you're supposed to say, I guess. Um, uh, so I got something on that in just a second. But first, no, 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 wrong, wrong. Oh no, bigot. no, no, no. Cease you, no kidding. Canceled. 
Cancel. He accidentally Jack. said birthing women. Cancel. Women. There's no such thing as women. Women is a feeling. There are no real women. Uh, more on that in a second. This report about the origins of the COVID uh, struck both of us as this is. We now know. We think the world now knows how early COVID was out and about. The Republican report says, quote, we now believe it's time to completely dismiss the wet market as the source of the outbreak. We also believe the preponderance of the evidence proves the virus did leak from the WIV and that it did so sometime before September 12th, 2019. The report references satellite images of Wuhan in September and October 2019 that show a significant increase in hospital visits. In October of that year, Wuhan hosted thousands of international athletes for the World Military Games. The report says athletes complained of illness, and four countries that sent athletes to Wuhan confirmed COVID-19 cases in November and December of 2019, before the outbreak became public. It's the greatest cover-up in human history. Um, I think the Chinese Communist Party are very concerned about this report. Greatest cover-up in human history, and in no way is that hyperbolic. As you have 4 million people dead, $28 trillion spent, millions of lives altered due to lack of school or not getting medical appointments or businesses closing, all kinds of different things. And um, uh, we never forget that this was all man-made in two ways. One, scientists on purpose made this damn thing and couldn't keep it in the lab. Should never forget that. And two, freaking Chinese uh, Communist Party knew about this in September of 2019 and didn't ask the world for help, tell the world what was going on when it could have been contained. Chinese well, asshole! Well, that's a good point. Uh, well, let's uh, let's be sure. Let's take a look at the Wuhan Institute's uh, public virus database. It's online. Let's, oh, well, wait a minute. Let's see. They took it offline without explanation on September the 12th, 2019. But to suggest it was anything but the bat in the wet market would earn you derision, mocking, and banning. You'd be banned by the mainstream media and tech companies up until fairly recently because they hated Trump so much they actively joined hands with and covered up for the Chinese Communist Party. Never forget that part either. Outside of wars, the greatest man-made disaster in the history of the world, and as was just stated there, the biggest cover-up in the history of the world. So, um, I'll read you the apology for this university professor first, and then tell you what mistake he made. He or she, we don't know. Uh, This was uh, sent anonymously to Jonah Goldberg, got a hold of this, and... um, uh, for whatever reason, the person that uh, recorded this in a classroom didn't want to. I don't know why, but it's anonymous. So the professor says, and I'm reading and I quote, I don't want you to think I am in any way trying to imply anything. And if you can summon some generosity to forgive me, I would really appreciate it. Again, I'm very sorry for that. It was certainly not my intention to offend anyone. The worst thing I can do as a human being is be offensive. His offense, uh, I'll stop you right there, but go ahead. His offense was using the term pregnant woman uh, uh, in, a, in a previous lecture. goes on to say, I said when a woman is pregnant, which implies only women can get pregnant, I most sincerely apologize to all of you. Again, that phrase there at the end, again, I'm very sorry. It was certainly my intention to, not my intention to offend anyone. The worst thing I can do as a human being is to be offensive. 
Well, that's a heck of an interesting statement. How interesting is that? Someone begging for their career for the offense of saying something which is plainly true. And, mm-hmm. and uh, inarguable. This is a physician, by the way, giving a lecture uh, to a class. That is just stunning. Physician who accidentally used the term pregnant woman and then begs like that because this person, he or she knows, and they're probably right, they could lose their job. You know, and this person might be married with kids and the house payment and got the whole thing, and they don't want to lose their career, and they wouldn't be able to get hired anywhere else either. They don't want to lose their career, so they're probably appropriately begging. uh, Let me read this again. It's stunning. It's straight out of the cultural revolution of Mao in the late 60s, early 70s. I don't want you to think I am in any way trying to imply anything, and if you can summon some generosity to forgive me, I would appreciate it. That's someone begging for their career. Right. For having for making a reference to pregnant women. Jonah Goldberg included a quote from Edward Gibbons' The Decline and Fall of the Roman Empire, which I've only read parts of. Tim Sandifer swears it's one of the greatest things ever written. I should dive back into it. But anyway, here's a quote from Edward Gibbon in that. Uh, about Rome's slide into decline, a period in which, quote, bizarreness masqueraded as creativity. Hmm. Sounds similar. Well, these people, they want to erase all lines. Part of their bizarre uh, philosophy is that there are no binaries. There's no man-woman. There's just an unending kind of just a, a weird... Uh, palette of different genders, and there's no, there are no biological differences between men and women. None. That's a lie. That's made up, which is obviously bizarre and incoherent. But if you dare go against them in the universities, you find yourself on your knees begging for your career. That's scary, man. Yeah, it is. They've erased truth. The only truth is what the party says is the truth. Thank you, Chairman Mao. Armstrong and Getty.